All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Travis Oig. You don't have to go that far. <laughs> I felt like it did. I felt like it did have to go that far. I felt like it was much further. Just so stupid and fake. Anyways, hey, gentlemen, match week two in the books. Finally, after today, this is Monday night. Uh, the week finished up with Crystal Palace Arsenal. It started off on Friday with Forrest and Sheffield. Gentlemen, I already mentioned that uh, you know, I asked both of you if we had anything to discuss before we dove into the pod. No one had said anything. I will say this. My kids started school back today. Mm-hmm. And so it was a it was a good day. It was a nice quiet day at home, even though I was gone the entire day. But I could tell that school's back. I don't love how crowded those streets are right now. That's a, a hair annoying because around live, town, yeah, you're exactly right. We we live in a in a town where there's a, a, a university of significant size, along with two other small universities, and then a ton, tons of schools. Yeah, so it just back. seems like. Everyone's in school. Everyone's on the road in the morning. It's just a touch annoying. Sorry to everyone living in a college town right now. (laughs) There's some truth in that. No doubt about it. All right, gentlemen, match week two's in the books. Yep. Let's dive right into this. Yeah, let's get straight to it. Let's talk about game week two. Manchester City, one. Newcastle, zero. Low scoring affair. Yet, a good game. Everyone who uh, captained Holland, the uh, the non-Holland captainers. Oh, they were loving it. For right? the most part, I think everybody dodged a lot of points this week. Yeah. Everybody did. Because Holland, I mean, Holland easily could have had, I mean, he should have had at least one. He felt like he could have had more. He gets none. Salah, you know, it, his, it should have just been a straight penalty, but doesn't even get that basically gets an assist amount of points but yeah still uh advantage uh non-holland captainers but sala captainers the correct captain this uh week was brian and buemo or sully march and no one did that no. except for probably one or two people city only had four shots on target is this a result of De Bruyne not being in the lineup or is this a just that the game was against Newcastle, and Newcastle is very good. I just think it was a Newcastle. I think it was Newcastle's legit. That's my big takeaway from it. Unless you, have, I mean, unless you feel differently, Travis. I mean, I don't. No. I don't. I want to adjust my my answer to be more accommodating to you. But I just my <laughs> feeling was that it was just that. It's just that you Newcastle. Read my email. It's just that yes, 
Just that Newcastle is real good. And I think Newcastle yeah. feels like they... Look, the for fantasy purposes, all Newcastle players who play FPL transferring out or not captaining their Manchester City people, like people actually... Fabian Share actually it. selling Holland. I mean... It's one thing to say like, "Oh, we're together in this. We're we're we'll you know we'll go down with the ship or whatever." It wasn't like that. It felt like legitimately we're not like we're backing ourselves here because I we know, have I real, think they kind of had to though. You have to, but There's still like there. then they but then they really kind of played that way. I mean, mm-hmm. besides the fact that they knocked them around big time, was it one, two, three, four, five yellow cards for for Newcastle? And then Julian Alvarez picks up a early one in the second half, but still, I mean, that tell that tells a huge story. That tells a huge story because they definitely were there to play. Newcastle one shot on target, so they didn't really make Ederson work. And yeah. the the possession was always we knew it would be shaded to City, but it wasn't like it was. It's fifty eight forty one. It wasn't. It wasn't major major. The pe- second half possession spells for Newcastle they it's it looked like they had it's I mean it's what everyone saw they had everything but a final product like Bruno Bruno G is not that bad at shooting that he would scuff a shot as badly as he did after a really nice build-up to a shot that he that just he just badly kicked it I don't know how else to say like they just had a lot of they just didn't have a lot of end product and that's for whatever reason, they can find it. I mean, it, I it might just be the Etihad. It might have just been. I think it's just the the stage and the pressure and like we want to be legit. We 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 know like Eddie Howe said it. This is this is going to be a good test to show us where we really are. Okay, quickly, Akanji and Aki have both raised in price. Gardevoir has not. His no. ownership is still at a low four point one. I know that it's tough to start anyone in other than Ederson and Holland. I feel like it, it's it's just poison to try to play yeah. anyone else in the city lineup at the moment. But if you're wild carding, and some people are probably thinking about it, I'm thinking about it, How even can though you not be thinking. About well, it I mean, right it's now. just it, it just feels like it, it always does. Like it, there's a couple players that you're like, okay, well, I want to get rid of this guy for sure. I already made. One change this week, we'll discuss later. But then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, because everyone's got people. Manchester, guys who had Bruno Fernandez and Rashford, and that's a crap ton of people. Maybe they don't have both, but they have one or the other, are thinking today as they're making changes, yes, I see Forrest on the on the horizon, but can I wait for them? And my, you know, and we'll get to United. My thought is, okay, even if they show out and they give you a, re- a return against Forrest, are they going to just fall back? I mean, is that just fool's gold? Is that the bait to keep you around longer for owning them? You, let me tell you, United uh, has looked not good. But this, we're talking about City Newcastle. Let's get this back on track here. Vardial started at left back, basically, from the formation that they had set up. That tells me Pep wants him on the pitch because that's not a, a familiar Because he could have played position. someone else there. I think he wants him on the pitch. They spent I, a crap ton of yeah. money on him. Yeah. So. My point being, he's a five zero. My point being, he's a five zero, and I. Right before the season started, he was in my team, and I moved him out because I didn't know if he was going to be playing. Yeah. 
And would I brought have, in Shar. Would have saved you a transfer if you'd started with him. It's true. It absolutely would have. And sometimes, we Brian, win. we have regrets. Sure. But I think I think this can be said, too, as well. Is there, like, Ederson is safe in his position. Yep. And City is probably going to have more clean sheets than any other team in the league. At least they did last year. So that being said, Ederson is already sitting on two twelves, and he hardly ever even has to make a save. I mean, he's had one save in each game. He doesn't get work. He, de- but I mean, seriously, he, he's having it. Granted, it was Burnley, but then Newcastle. Okay, so it, it's not like they're having this raucous schedule going forward. My point being is, a lot of people have have Ederson. And I think I'm just wondering if maybe that's not a better strategy. I I don't. I had Pickford and Turner, and that seems to just get me ones and twos every week. I think the, I mean the starting with Ederson or having Ederson is not crazy. I think because she, Sheffield, Fulham, West Ham, Nottingham Forest, Wolves. There's your next five for Manchester City. So yeah, that's ridiculous. So good golly on the schedule. Uh, yeah, I mean I think the. I mean, the safest, the safest is uh, the guys who have started both already, and I think, and then right after that, I think Vardiol, like you said, Travis, being expensive and obviously like just needing a just needing a second to kind of integrate. Yeah, I mean, I I really like that. I don't. To me, that's. I mean, if you trust like the if you trust them to start out keeping all clean sheets not give up one of those leaky goals like they do and like they managed to do like most of the season last season. Then I know then. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I can see it. I am really, really tempted to take a hit this week to just go Holland Foden Alvarez and just play the most attack. Fall down, Phil fall down. Phil at least got you something this week. Your most creative player of he, the week. Watch him not play next week. I think it's unlikely. Maybe, but what's your confidence level on that? My con. Well, again, my confidence is only in people who pay attention to Manchester City, and I and most the the, the most trustworthy person for Manchester City has a Holland Foden Alvarez start percentage of ninety five percent Holland and ninety each for for Foden and Alvarez. So. Yeah, he's the so this is again it's 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 Alex. It's the Manchester City guru. It's the Manchester City guru who always gives his, you know, he gives his starting odds. Uh he you know, he says it every week. It's this is this is subject to change. It's obviously Pep, you know, you you can't you can only predict so far. And uh this week he's saying a lot of it is dependent on what what's wrong with Bernardo Silva whether Bernardo Silva is available, which right now it's unlikely. He has not been, he has not been fit and ready to go. So yeah, there is that. I mean, there is the possibility of formation change or whatever the, you know, whatever pep tinkering around. It just feels like that front of Holland Foden Alvarez. It just feels like that's it. Like, I just don't know how they top that. And the only thing would be strategically, is there some, is there some way they want to attack? You know that would require a different a different setup but. until they got to start managing minutes for European competition. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, Foden has started both games. Yep, Foden so. started both games, and then, like I said, created seven chances this week. 
So most creative of any player, so the number one most of you know, most chances created of anyone, and per Opto statistics, it's the most chances he's ever created in a in a match in his career. So I think that was the question that everyone you know everyone's been asking, like who can step up in place of De Bruyne, and it's not it's probably it's not one guy because I mean Alvarez is create you know his creativity is very good too, and you know no matter what they're gonna feed Holland and so but even this game like it's Julian Alvarez that that scores so that it's the schedule in conjunction with like kind of what I guess expectation for them there's still like one nil at home against Newcastle again I just think it says way more about Newcastle and like the you know something you I mean you heard it during the match like uncharacteristically weak Holland shots like a couple times where he took an extra touch and he didn't need to, or just just slightly off. You know, there was just there was just one thing off, and so yeah, anyone can have a down game, and that's I mean, if that was his, great, great that it happened against Newcastle because, like you said, they go Sheffield, Fulham, and they're at least in yeah. the next two, right? You know, the, the two weeks before the international break, what could go wrong? <laughs> Like I, I'm, I, I'm saying, like I agree. I think it, like you could pick one of the defenders. I would, I would want. I think I would go Gavardiol because it's, because he's five, and I think it's an easy move from a lot of other players. Would to, you rather go uh, Carnival and or take a defender or Foden? Well, for me, it's it's a, it's really hard because it's selling Salah to bring in Foden. So that that is, I think, way more about playing this week's matchup, and then the hope of Manchester City continuing yeah, what but doing. Would you rather Sol- have Foden or, Sol- or a defender? Salah's Sol- scoring all of his points on his feet, and Foden's scoring all of his points laying sprawled out on falling the pitch. Down. <laughs> falling down. So, I mean, I think that I'd says everything we need to know about that. I want the guy that. that's able to run. I'd rather have the guy right. on his feet. Right. Um, honestly, defender or open, midfielder? open play better neither, than open neither. lay. I think... <laughs> wow. Okay. Where's my where's my smokes. open lay stuff? Okay. This is a family podcast. It's stupid. Um I I would say neither on that, Dave. I, I honestly, if I'm gonna bring in a, a city player, it's it probably is Ederson. I like Ederson at the back versus the rotation because he's gonna play. He's gonna okay. play. And you get all the points. It's not like Vardial or any of the defenders for that matter are getting any kind of off- offensive return. It's all it's all clean sheets that you're seeking on that. And ultimately Ederson, you know, in a pinch, maybe he's, you know, they get leaky or weird. Maybe he gets a couple of saves, but I mean, from, from what I'm, what I'm thinking, mm. I don't know that I would do okay. either of those. All right. Newcastle. I don't know if there's much to say about Newcastle yeah. other than my, my feeling is you're going to want, you'll want to have Isak. You just keep him. You just chalk this up today. Sure. or playing well, at city. Right. So, so we're, you know, we got offensive you, players. This is the hardest, reddest matchup. I was going to say you got right? what, you got what you expected, and that's why you know, like we said, I, I still I am I am still confused as to why everyone was so quick to go to Isak this week, reacting to a really good, a really good uh, one match or the the opening match for him. He's got to score two against Liverpool, uh, Travis. I mean, I, I'm you're sure he still, will. You're still banking on that. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I think it's after. 
it feels like there are goals after that. And it feels like there should be a lot of goals for Newcastle starting in game week four. Because you're not, I mean, you, I don't think you really I want, mean, defensively you're not game looking. Game week three for, is not out of the question. Liverpool's defense is not good. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm saying, like, defensively, you, you if you have Botman already or if you've, if you've invested in Trippier, like, whatever, I don't know what you're really expecting. You're sure. probably hoping for the clean sheet in week one. But you knew that Villa was a tough matchup. Game week two, you know you're not getting a clean sheet against Manchester City away. And then game week three, I think you're also not counting on a clean sheet at home to Liverpool. So after that, it's at Brighton. You might as well wipe the clean sheet out of the Newcastle defense in game week four. Wipe it out of your mouth. And then they're home to Brentford in game week five. I think you can wipe away the clean sheet in that one too. So... After that, Sheffield, Burnley, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Wolves. Much better than the first much, four weeks. Much better. Or the first five weeks, really. But I'm saying on the attacking side, like, starting starting against Liverpool, probably, there should be at least a goal for Newcastle. And then after that, you have a lot more, like, it feels like matches that should have a lot more just openness. Than the, than you're gonna ever see against Manchester City. Yeah, I think. Travis, you got anything in Newcastle? No, I mean, is there? I mean, oh, no, no, no it's fine. Is there? I mean, you still have Fabian Sherry. Are you getting rid of him? No, you're keeping it. Yeah, I'm just gonna ride. Okay. And if I, ha- you, I haven't been starting him in the last two matchups anyway, so it's fine. Like he didn't play the first one, did he? Uh, he did. He did. He did. He, I think he, he did, did actually in your face. <laughs> and he definitely did. <laughs> There he was a question about his fitness, but he played. And he, then played he played 90 minutes in both, two points in both, because they leaked a goal to Villa. And uh, did they? Yeah, they were smashed. They smashed Villa. Uh, yeah. They leaked a goal to the Villa, half, and then yeah. they, they gave up a goal to City. So I think Newcastle will end up, defense will end up being fine. It's just Agree. wait till after international break. Like, I just, I mean, would you go to Trippier after Liverpool? I mean, would you would you bother maybe after Even the international Liverpool, break? I mean, just look at where they're giving away free kicks. Um, I, I I don't think Trippier's a bad own, but he's way too dang expensive. Right, there's that's what I mean. No, nobody has gone for anybody super expensive because there's there's lots of other options. Definitely less than six. But I'm saying like he's the one of the few guys that is really expensive. I'm just wondering like because I feel like that's the kind of narrative that's out there is like oh once the fixtures turn for Newcastle like Trippier is going to be a popular asset and I'm like he well, will. That's yeah, I mean, that's true. That will happen. The same people that bought Isaac are going to buy Trippier. I mean, he's still uh, he's the he, first good game that he has. Yeah, he's, he's they'll jump on right. He's fine uh, so far creatively or whatever. It's just just matchups have been bad, and if he doesn't get an assist, then whatever. I mean, you're not. It's he's worthless. Yeah, he's not. Gonna, he's not helping you. Two points. Snooze. Next match, Forest 2, Sheffield 1, Friday match that kicked off the weekend. It was a Travis, fun, was what a fun say match. you? It was a fun match to watch. They were they were back and forth in each other's faces. It was, well, th- it was Three fun. minutes in, we get a, a goal from Awani. Taiwan Is what the, uh, the TV people guys <laughs> were saying. Taiwani. I think uh, someone named Brian J., Said it was Iwani. Yeah, it is. Is uh, it I or Awani? Iwani. Iwani. Uh, we could uh, do a segment of uh, that we like to call back to back returns. Who are you buying? 
Okay. Uh, but well, I don't think we're really going to do that. Well, but we can just say that. But someone, I like I like that someone uh, someone who would be in there is I one E back to back goals uh, first first two weeks one goal each match I one E at one point eight percent selection six and a half pounds. Uh, I, I love think, playing the game I'm about well, just to play. One point eight percent. I think the selection percentage tells you all you need to know about FPL manager confidence in Nottingham Forest. I mean, if it was if it was Ollie Watkins scoring his second goal this week, he'd be at fifty percent selection yeah. before the game week starts. All right. I want to hear Visa or Visa. Well, Visa all day long. Visa for sure. But I was going to say I want E is doing my number one thing. Shooting once and scoring once. Two goals from guess how many shots? Two shots. Two total shots, not just two shots on target. Good gosh, that's that's efficient. Plus, he's uh, he's only had he's touched the ball in the opposition box six times, hmm. which there are some players who did that probably in the first half of some games. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, he's getting them though. That's the thing, and the way they play. It, that's what he's built for, yeah. and he's doing it, and he's been it's doing it. Like, what did they say? He's on like a he's he's scored like ten goals in his I forget what it was some run of games now in like a, in the league where he's scored. Really? Yeah, something he, like that. He had a good run at the end of the last season, so yeah, he, he's definitely playing pretty well. They're they're just so sporadic that like everything that Nottingham Forest does is just all over the place. It's, it's fun to watch as long as you're not like invested, but. Well, I think if there was any investment this week, it was how many people invested in Matt Turner. And we're hoping for hoping for him to make one, well, one, can more, you say save, invest, right? one more save. Come on, shoot. Save. Can you one say more in, save. Do this. invested? We, I mean, it's 4-0. So, I mean, it, it was a – but sure, you thought that you'd get a clean sheet out of this. Little oh, did man. anyone know that Gustavo Hamer, uh-huh. Hammer Hamer, was showing up to the match – and look, I saw on Twitter, forgive me, guy, if you ever listen to this pod, oh, he who does. actually posted oh, he this, will. someone said pre-game and or pre-season for Sheffield that was raving about this guy and how he was going to elevate Sheffield higher than, than people thought. That Hamer Hammer, Hummer, however I say the name, it, like he's, he's going to be a stud. Well, he's the next team of Pookie. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I'm not willing to go there to make him my Pookie. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's interesting. Sir, All right. I don't Sir, think there's much to discuss. Here. Serge Aurier. Uh, it, it bears noting he had two assists in this game. Uh, um, he's he, He's got pedigree. We talked about pedigree. Um, old. Their next, their next matchups that he didn't care. Uh, he'll push anybody down. Um, That's facts. Their next next few games are pretty tough, uh, so I don't know that's necessarily the one you want to move to, but it's definitely one I'm keeping my eye on. Just pointing so it he's out. He's thirty. I guess he's not completely old. It just seems like he's compared been around to you. For that's forever. quite young. He's a baby, just a baby compared to me. I just don't feel like there's much else here to discuss between Sheffield. And that hits Forest. harder with those well, readers up just, on your forehead. I mean, Overall, this was a decent game. That's enough. It's, I mean, it's Serge Aurier. I mean, if you if you really wanted to go there, I mean, it's not. I mean, he's had a. He can't be expensive, right? What is he? No, four, he's five? Four, no, he's four or five, and okay. he and there's other out there, and there's four, no five, danger but... of him not playing. He's captain. Well, until he so, gets a red card, because he's he's pretty he's good for one of those. Well, but I just feel like I mean they they made him captain for a reason. It's true, I've I just, never I seen just, him as a captain because he's scary. 
Yeah, but did I, he scare them into giving him the captain's oh, armband? He's an intense guy. I just don't think you're. I mean, again, maybe it's every team except Manchester City. I feel like if you get a clean sheet, you're just plain lucky. I mean, I, I, I'm one, at what, what match other than I mean, target Everton because Everton have nothing and feels like they have nothing, just in a complete and total free. They are nothing. And then Manchester City just smothers people, which is what they've done for five years now, and the, and they concede the fewest shots on target, but people still manage to somehow they, score. They've managed they to score get one somewhere along the line. Right, they should have had way more clean sheets than they do, but already this season you get you start with two in a row. So I guess I'm just saying, like, like I feel like you. That's why I just I feel like I want to prioritize attacking players, especially defenders. Just hope, like in in plus matchups, that you can get something from them. Just go ahead and just rip that thing. <laughs> what's this guy doing? Go ahead and <laughs> unzip the sack, please, what's that, Dave. What, what's in here? There's I, lots of things in there. It's like uh, a pony. But like, like Nottingham Forest is not a team that you're like, yes, I got to get RA in there because look at that, they got Manchester United and Chelsea coming up in the next two weeks. Like that's that's are you, that's are, bad. Are you if you you're, you own Matt Turner, are you selling Matt Turner? You no, know, because it's only on a wild card. Or, or he'd have to. They would have to get if the Dean Henderson deal went through for some reason, which it's not. Doesn't seem like it is for them. Yeah, so I think they're done. He's just going to keep playing. It's it's the question. I think the question, like even if I was wild carding, the question would be, how do I not have Matt Turner and Ariola, right, as my goalkeepers? Because why right. not? Like if I'm gonna like this week, I mean, who was counting on a penalty save from Ariola? Not one person. Right. It, it, yeah, not this guy who has Matt Turner and Ariola, and Ariola's on my bench. Right, well, that's <laughs> exactly. Because you play, brutal. you play the matchup, and you look at it, and you're like, well, the better matchup is obviously the Sheffield United one, and you see how that turns out. So that's why I mean, yeah. I just if you if you back to the Ederson point, yeah, sure. You want to you want your best chance at a clean sheet, then just get the Whoa. team that is. We're going forward. It's not backwards. No, I'm just saying. I just want to like no, Dave. The answer to the question is no. Matt Turner is four dollars and he plays. So, so no, I'm not. I asked you the question, but thank you. No, Travis. To your point, I am not selling Matt Turner, and he's four dollars and he plays. Okay. Next match: Tottenham two, United zero. Brian, your Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. I'm wearing the shirt today. Coys, come on, you you Spurs. Coys, what are we? I mean, tell me about the Coys. Well, so there's a couple things. Um, Ange Ball is fun. Uh, Ange Ball, yeah, super fun. Okay. Um, Sounds like Japanese street food. It does. Ange Ball, yeah. Uh, They're they're kind of they feel like they're rolling offensively. I mean, it was a little. It I mean, was a, is it, it was a little rough. Or United just that? Well, horrible. I mean, look, they the latter. It's definitely the latter. I, it, I are you? Oh, so let me ask you this. Hold on, I feel like Brian had a point. I'm just saying that they start. They get a draw against Brentford. Certainly could have lost that game, sure. but still, they get the draw. They they win against Manchester United for the first time in the new stadium. So, in a stadium where they haven't, where Manchester United has regularly. Uh, at least not lost to them. So a big, like a big result, I think for Spurs historically weird. I'm not trying to make like a big deal of it, but still like, it sounds like a big deal, big result for them. I think great for the confidence. And yeah, like, look, uh, 
Sar gets a goal, four or five def- or a midfielder, like a guy. Like that's one of the big things I that, that Spurs fans have talked about. Yeah, he was Sar. awesome. It's wicked just impressed the, with Sar. The the quality of signings, the quality of the scouting to bring in relatively inexpensively to get Bentaker, Sar to get uh, Udagi, which is uh, that's the uh, we could do a full how to say on that, but that's we should. Uh, we could, but like not tonight. We can't. Okay, fair enough. Uh, players like that who were not very expensive, who are now like look like they belong and so, are, are playing extremely well. So my question so. was: Are you buying Tottenham assets then? Well, so that's a hard thing with Sar. Is like a great week, but he played seventy minutes. Yeah, you know, he finishes with ten points this week. You love that he took five shots. And then all of them were in the box, but it's one game. It's his first start right. in one game. So, like, everyone is excited about what it, what can be. But, like, there's just some unsettled things. Because, like I said, Bentaker is one of those players who hasn't gotten – is still recovering from injury. So when he comes back, how does he, you know, kind of – how does he get back in the team? Like, how do they use him? Because he was so crucial for them last year. Took a huge downturn when he got injured. Is James Madison injured? So leaves. Is he ever healthy? Well, so foot injury, like that was ever, mm. you know, when he left, he was seen on crutches. He himself said that it was just precautionary, but now the news is that he's getting the dreaded scan. I heard he keeps those crutches in his locker. <laughs> Good call. And they were his personal crutches. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. just keeps them right. as a precaution. He signed Madison and crutches to a new deal, which is great. Um, no, just so. So that's not good. Uh, Richarlison can't seem to kick straight or do anything right. I'm a Richarlison owner, and I'm like, what do I do with him when I'm Sell watching? Him. Sell him. That's what I did this well, week. I... Sell him. But but <sighs> there you have a lot of options, that's for sure. And it felt good. If you don't have him, Buemo, I would sh- I would sure think about that. I don't have him, Buemo. That's, that's, the, that's the move I made. So I don't have him, Buemo, and, and it's just hard to ignore – a, a few players right now in FBL, and we'll get to these guys in a minute. But in Buemo, Vissa, and Sully March. I was going to say, you right, you're Brighton that. guys for sure. So, yeah. but the, the issue but with this is Spurs and United. But what I'm saying with Spurs is like Pedro Poro, you know, gets to start this week instead of Emerson, and Poro was extremely good. Yeah. He looked, you know, I think that was a concern. That's something that's kind of out there as far as, you know, just Spurs coverage goes is just. Can they fit guys who seem to be so attacking? Can they play Udagi uh, and Poro at the same time? And the answer is, yeah, they definitely could play. They them tuck at the same so time. far into this. This is why I'm having a hard time with Richarlison because their next three matches are yeah. at Bournemouth, at Burnley, home Sheffield. Yeah, and I mean that's not, it like, should be nine. Oh po- it should be gosh. that's nine points for them. They should they should be. It should be. They should be and, and at or near the top of the league. Richarlison should have goals. He's a five, midfielder right. playing in the striker position. And it's it just doesn't seem to have materialized. Well, this is the thing. And this is where it's the same issue with Sun. Like, there, Sun was such a, a darling, I think, exiting the preseason. The, the optimism was really high. Like, you know, we talked about it, you know, even just kind of ourselves here. But that's something that was out there of, like, Recovered from an injury, like played played a lot of last season. You know, needed you know needed surgery to deal with, you know, to deal with an injury that he was carrying last season. He looks pretty good, I think. Playing, he still looks fast. The problem is, like everyone has said it, like this match. You heard the announcers say 
kind of like how can they move, like kind of shift his position from playing so wide or so or dropping too deep. You know, he did make a couple of runs into the box. He had a couple of, you know, he, he you know, nine touches in the box this game week, fourth most of anyone. So like you like that. It's just whenever you have match announcers saying like how can they get the most out of Sun. Like maybe they need to find some way of adjusting him more centrally or more forward, then yeah, like to me there's there's some sorting out here to do, but like I would say it doesn't look disjointed. Yeah, like yeah. watching them play, that's the thing. Like they have figured out like there is a lot of like attacking potential. We said that after week one. Like there are definitely goals here and. Like, are they going to sign a, a number nine? They're talking about that right now. Like, they're you know they are in the market before the window closes of bringing somebody else in. So Richarlison is not like obviously the, he's not seen as like the answer to their striker problems. I'm not really do, sure do why you, why Sun isn't. I'm right. not. I'm not really sure. Well, what you know the, who they're looking at right now? No, who? Lukaku. Oh yeah, loan. I feel like I did. I'm talking about like Lukaku on loan right now, which I think would be phenomenal i think that would work out really really well for them anyways for spurs oh yeah but yes dave to your point bournemouth burnley sheffield the next three matches for tottenham i mean i'm probably feeling the same thing that 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 rashford and and fernandez owners i i sold rashford already this really yep gone but so what i'm trying and look, that's probably too quick, I guess. But I guess my thought process in selling Rashford was he's looked horrible. His mm-hmm. individual performance has looked horrible the first two matches. And he can't he outrun no it. Support. He yeah. can't outrun anybody. He's getting no service. And so I'm looking at him like, how does this turn around? Can it turn around? Yeah, of course. Like he's a great he's a good player. He also is a guy is a guy who who got a new contract and got paid in the offseason. So is there a motivation there to come out and show out, or can are are you expecting you can just show up and I'm Marcus Rashford, so I'm going to play? So I don't know what's going on, but his performance is pretty poor, and so I'm like, even if he gets something against Forest, I think it's fool's gold. I think if Bruno gets something with with Forest, it's fool's gold. I've seen United play two crap games. And like I told Brian earlier, it's not like it was unlucky. It's not like someone caught a bad red card like Tomiyasu today who didn't even touch someone and the guy fell down. IU fell down and he got a red card. Like You can't even blame it on bad luck with United. They should have lost. They beat Wolves. They should have drawn that at minimum 1-1. Remember, that's the right. Anana fiasco. And then they get thumped here. And they've looked horrible in both well, games. I wouldn't – I mean – I I blame I do blame Bruno Fernandez here because Bruno had probably the I mean he had the one of the single best chances of anyone this week and had probably one of the, I mean a, a header that even uh, you know Robbie Musto was mocking at halftime of the match here in the United States but uh, I would just say I like they definitely had good chances in the first half of this game I wouldn't I, I don't I just don't feel like they got. I don't feel like they got thumped here. I feel like they I feel like they were very much in control of much of the first half and just were really poor finishing. I mean their overall possession 44%, Spurs 55. I they both had six shots on target. United had more shots overall. 
Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, man. It, it the, didn't look like two teams that, I don't know. It wasn't Spurs as fun. looked fun. United yeah. looked like a dread to me. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I just, I think they have, no, I mean, I think they, I think it was really poor, like end product from them, but they did, I mean, Spurs did get a little bit lucky. I mean, United hit the bar. I said they didn't, you know, they, they didn't, they just have no finishing. They have no finishing here in this match. It could have been way different, but it wasn't. And then it just, yeah, I think in the end it felt so like lackluster because it was a combination of like just bad, bad individual performances. And yeah, like they're, they need the breakthrough player and, and where Rashford was able to do that for them. And a lot of, a lot of, points especially in the second half of last season just isn't happening yet in these first two games but it it's not that it just like it's not that it can't happen it just you're to your point it just feels like it feels like it's not it's nowhere near happening and that's the that's the that's, weirdest okay the weirdest so part. real quick if you have rashford or bruno fernandez you're would you be selling them going not, into the forest not unless i had okay not unless i had some other, I mean, okay. like that feels extremely luxury. Would, would you rather own Rashford or Embuemo next week? I think I would rather have. If you had to choose one or the other, who does Sheffield have? Brentford. I mean, who does Brentford have? <laughs> Plays. They, they're home to Crystal Palace. Um, I don't know. I'd probably. It's I still... so wild we're even comparing those two because okay. the, the Travis, price difference is so big. Travis, Rashford or Mbwemo next week if you had to choose one? Mbwemo. I agree. It, Brian, you think it's harder, which is fine. That's it's good to have differing opinions. I love that. Uh, I mean, look. If we, if... Rashford or Son is probably a better. They're the same price, aren't they? Yeah, they're the same price. I Like, I just. I. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we even need to discuss what's going to happen if they do blank against Nottingham Forest. I mean, for it's sure, just, it's already this, I mean, everyone's already on the edge. I just think it's fool's gold. I think what ha the worst thing that could happen is Rashford get a result, then you keep him again, and then they get another crap result after Forest. So that's why I'm like, nah, screw it, I'm, I mean, out. Rashford, I'm out on yeah. it. And, until and, he can put together a couple, until United can look like a top four team on the pitch, I, I don't want any part of them. Uh, McAllister is your number one transfer out for midfielders right now and uh, followed not too it's pretty close uh, after McAllister Marks Rashford your second most transferred out for the game week I'm surprised I thought uh, that Salah would be up there a little higher but Bruno's third so your uh, second and third most transferred out I mean I'd pay attention more to I mean you don't want to lose I, to, to me losing value on those guys would would sting. I wouldn't. I don't know that I would want to lose that. For sure. Yeah, I, I agree. We've already talked him up. Fulham zero. Brentford three. You fighting bees. The Embuemo show. Granted, uh, look, I'll fall in this sword right now. I think I'm. If if I didn't say it on this on this podcast, I said it to other people. I didn't think Embuemo would score from open play much just because of the new position he was playing in and the teams that they were playing and why in the formation. Well, technically I was right, but you know what, Travis? I could not predict man. the amount of penalties that Brentford was going to be taking. And Embuemo is the penalty guy, and he continues to put them in. Not to mention he scored, he scored again 
you know, without the uh, uh, with it without the pen. Yeah, garbage time. Yeah. And then his teammate Vissa. That was definitely garbage time. That's why it's a. I feel like some of the things are a little hard to, a little hard to gauge this week, but still, points are points. Points are points. So, anyways, all that to say, there's a lot of people that had him waymo to start the season. Yeah. And I would have said you people are silly people, but you know who's really the silly person? It's me. Because I was is. wrong. I was wrong, wrong, wrong on Brian and Buemo. The The priority transfer last week, as we were told by almost everyone, was Ben Chilwell. Uh, the actual priority transfer last week was Brian and Buemo or Solly March. Uh, again, the answer to most of the questions uh, that you were asking going into game week two, the answers to those questions were Brian and Buemo or Solly March. And Buemo ownership, Travis, what do you think it is? Twenty-three percent, Brian. Uh, eighteen percent. Closer, sixteen point seven. I thought that would be higher. Mm. So that that was that that caught me off guard a little bit. I thought that would be he probably higher. went up in price again. I, if yeah, he didn't go up, so. if he didn't go up in price again tonight, he's going to go up so again probably he's, tomorrow. He's, he's currently at a six point six. Right, six point six. So I don't he's think about he, to go, he's going to go to six point seven before the game weeks before game week three starts. I agree with that completely. So by the time you hear this, if you turn it on. Uh, you turn on your uh, computer or whatever. You, or your radio. Or, if you turn on your radio uh, or, <laughs> or your other listening device and you hear us talking about this, and then you turn on your other device where you play your game, if he's still 6.6, it like yeah, I feel like then you probably should bye, bye, bye. Leap, leap to it as fast as you can. Yeah, Dave, uh, the Embuemo uh, Wissa double up isn't crazy. Um, Especially with smart. their schedule. 16 shots between the two of them. Yeah. 15 of their 16 shots in the box, which is the most of any team duo. So any, any what, two players. What would combined. the odds have been for Vissa after two match weeks to outscore Holland by five points? Mm, low. Wicked low. Oh, I mean, that I is wicked. That in two games, he's had 11 and 9 and again, yeah. Wissa's it's a little tough because he's you know he's seven of his shots were this week, so it's a lot. So anytime anybody you know ten total I think for him in the first two weeks, but anytime you pile up shots like that in one match, it's again hard to assess. But look, four four of the next five for Brentford. It's the reason why like I, to me like we said Rico Henry last week. I wouldn't hate any of them. You know, Rico Henry, Ethan Pinnock would be my first two choices defensively for Brentford. But look, home to Crystal Palace and home Bournemouth the next two weeks. You like that. Then they're at Newcastle. Then uh, Everton home, Nottingham Forest away. So four of the next five. Yeah, still fan- Still fantastic. Like, I think... There's a... I think there's, there's like, that moment where you think, like, oh, I missed, the, you know, whatever. You missed the boat on... Whoever it is, I don't think you've I don't think you've missed anything on these guys just because you have you have four of the next five that are. Is that it is good. this crazy? So let's say I decide to wild card to bring in Visa and Buemo and Henry. This is Brentford. I don't think it's crazy. That's not that crazy. In no. a wild card situation with their upcoming schedule, is that crazy? Depends on what you're sitting on now. It's weird because you hear all. I feel like every every season I've played this, there's always some warning about not putting too many eggs in certain baskets, and there's yeah. there's always that. I agree. Like there's always that like feeling of like, wow, I don't want to 
don't necessarily want to load up on that one team. And it's like, well, you end up like how much of last season did you spend with like eight or nine guys from, from like three different three teams. or four teams? It seemed like it was a, a lot. lot of the season last season. And part of that was pricing. But I feel like that's happening again already. Like just look at the look at the ticker, you know, the 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 matchups for a lot of these teams like Arsenal has still, I'd say, have. Attacking wise, have a really good next five weeks of matches. Chelsea, you know, everyone is talking about Chelsea's schedule just completely going as green as possible, according to the color coded matchup ratings. Which we know how solid it is. Chelsea's schedule looks really amazing. Uh, Manchester City's, we just talked about a little bit ago, their schedule's amazing. I think overall, Manchester United's over the next five weeks is still extremely good. And then, you know, Tottenham, at least in your next three, three of your next five are really good. Like, I don't feel like it would be crazy at all to load up on players from just those teams and just play those really good matchups because at this point, like... Yeah, but then you're stuck what with What else do you have to go on? Card. So what? Who cares? Make make your adjustments later. It's interesting, and the, Fulham Fulham's a dumpster fire at the moment. Tim Ream, their best defender, just got a straight red. He's out for the next three games. Like he's one of their defenders. I don't know if he's their best defender. He's like their guy. <laughs> he's like uh, forty years old, and he's still their guy. That's how bad Fulham is. I don't know how they were mid table last year. I I can't see them being mid table again. I'll be shocked if that's the case. No, it's it's gone, the and they don't, the and they don't really have a goal scorer. I know that they brought um, Jimenez in, but he's he's looked the shade of his his self from the, that that fire season that he had at uh, at Wolves. All right. So, Waymo, Vissa, Henry. At this point, almost seems like Pinnick. any Pinnock. Oh, if you if yeah. you get a Brentford B on your crest, Flecken, yeah. If you got a Brentford B on your crest, you're feeling pretty good right now. Premier League helped you out, and your team starts off on fire, and they, they're continuing to stay healthy. I love it. Brighton, four. Wolves, one. Welcome to the Brighton Hove Albion show. We're all just here to watch it. It's awesome. Right? I mean, what, what, else, what else can we say? You need to have... Estupinian shows up again. Matoma, March, if you own them. I don't own either. Well, that's not true. I did not own either one. I own Sully March. I transferred him on the weekend. I'm like, this, this is stupid. I should have been. You had Estupinian. I still have Estupinian. Okay. You started the season with Estupinian. I did. But you did not start with Matoma. I did not. Okay. I should have started with March. Yeah. And I was a March guy last year, and it's like he's playing striker for them. I don't know. He's playing, playing in a front three. So it, it just – and Matoma's great. Look, I, last season I never faulted anyone for choosing either one, and this season I will not do the same. Uh, I mean, this season I will continue to do the same. I just went with March. Solly March has uh, – it took uh, – he's got eight shots on the season so far, second most of anyone. Uh, as we learned post-match uh, from Solly March himself, he's set a goal of 15 Goals that's a great for that's him, a great for goal for him this season. Good. Uh Deserby's uh uh 
at least the reports are that he talked about Sully March competing if he wanted to be competitive with the top wingers for the big teams in the league. The big wing, the the top wingers for big, the wig teamers, the top wingers for big teams score ten to fifteen goals a season. True. Uh, why can't Sully March get that in this team? It sure seems like he can. It's I'll hard because Wolves they just got so overwhelmed. I mean, which is odd given that they started the season and yeah, we won so. Yeah, it didn't look like that was they gonna happen. I mean, it's the the Brighton tidal wave. It's the MX. It's just get out of Brighton's way right now. And they're just gonna I think at the moment they're gonna continue to deserve over everyone that they come up against. And West Ham's next. They're home yeah, to West Ham. Just, that's gonna be a real fun one. I just I, that's why I was saying I just I don't They were at Wolves, by the way. Forgive me. They were at Wolves. They did it at some they destroyed Wolves at Wolves House. Until, Their home opener, they got pumped. Yeah, until the until other competitions start making people more tired. Yeah, I just to me they seem they seem matchup proof. Uh, I, I again, I'm not like even week one, like a game that they also were pretty overwhelming in. They still conceded. I'm not as I'm not as like satisfied with their defense. Like a Stupignan, I mean, you want again, you want guys who are as attacking as he is because. Yeah these kind of games can happen from him. Um, 15 goals, by the way, if Solly March does that, for reference, uh, Martinelli and Odegaard each scored 15 goals for Arsenal last season. Saka scored 14 goals. So, but what about March the wingers saying, from the big teams? Did any of the big teams have <laughs> wingers that scored oh my 15? <laughs> Suck it, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, there were other wingers for big teams. Uh, Rashford scored, uh, I think he scored 18 or something. So he's he scored more than that. But uh point being if Solly March did get to fifteen goals this season, uh he would be a player already uh wanted him at points last season, uh because he had pretty good uh, pretty good patches of uh of season. Last year, if he does it again this year, yeah, uh probably time to like you did, Dave, get in on that now. Next three out of four matches for Brighton at home. Who cares who they're against? Wolves. I really don't care. There's nothing. There's no no one on Wolves, right? How could you go to any of their players? Not at the moment. Right this second. No, not at the moment. Just, just absolutely cannot do it. Liverpool three, Bournemouth one. Travis, your boys just take it on the noggin in the first five minutes of the match, and then it's just, it's just the honestly, Diaz might have produced the goal of the year. Diaz's yeah. goal was it so was a really sick. beautiful goal. Uh, tell me about Liverpool. I mean, look, uh, uh, can we trust their defense? Are no. they going to the Salah and the boys going to continue to score? Yes. Like, what's what's going on? Is Jota the guy I thought he was? No. What's going on? I think formation shifts pretty significantly moving forward, uh, especially with McAllister not being able to play. Indo, Indo um, is going to have to probably step in. There's a high chance that they'll they'll dip into the market again. Defense, I, I wouldn't be touching. Um, the way that they're lining up is all sorts of wild. Uh, Robertson stepped up, played very well in this match, but he's not fantasy relevant, and he won't be anytime soon. Because Liverpool can't hold a clean sheet, and he's not getting he's, far enough down he's up playing, the pitch. Yeah, he's, and, he's playing and the he's, back he's three. He's not doing the, yeah. the crossing like he used to because he doesn't have Wijnaldum or Henderson covering him when he advances up the pitch. Well, and they are also tucking – 
uh, Trent Alexander Arnold into the midfield. Um, and okay, so he's playing so he, the left side of the back three. His responsibility is he's got to stay it's back. Correct, and, and especially I mean you saw it against against Chelsea. They were just pounding down the down the outside. Uh, okay, because, to expose that. And so all that to say, um, I would say the only real defensive threat that is out there. Um, uh, or I guess points that are out there are the the aerial threat from say, corners. Virgil set piece. Virgil from Virgil set, set piece, piece could actually yeah. be worth something. The delivery's been great. They have obviously been working on it. He had two very very good chances to score um, free headers. Yeah, I was gonna say totally free headers. Um, and that's not new either. That's something that we've been seeing for a good little while. Two questions. Uh, so first of all, in a continuation of our game. Uh, back-to-back returns who are you buying uh Luis Diaz um goals in both matches so sure. far this uh this season seven shots uh six in the box two big chances for Luis Diaz you like those kind of stats because only Sala is uh beating him in the in two of those categories on the team um look to have a groin issue late in the game against Bournemouth but Klopp downplayed any injury to him or Trent because Trent got subbed early too Klopp seemed to say uh, yeah. no big deal. On Trent got a kick. Oh, the, yes, that's what Lucho, he said. Lucho I'm a little bit more worried about. Um, I would not be surprised if he got rotated. Okay. Um, just as a precaution, because they're already playing Gakpo out of position. Um, Nunez is uh, stormed off the field furious. He can play up front. You could technically push Jot out wide or play, play Gakpo out wide because that's where he yeah. normally plays. So I, I would not be surprised if Diaz sat. Um, as a precaution, um, he is hot, and Klopp likes to ride guys that are hot. That's just kind of how it is. But at the same time, I, I, we do. I, I have a, I have a, a I have a strong feeling that that Diaz will um, have limited minutes in this next this next fixture. So I was going to say about Jota, uh, really great game uh, from Jota, the the better or best captain choice, one of the best captain choice this week. If you had the if you had the guts to do it, I was going to say very clearly Darwin's preseason goal fest has done nothing for his place in the starting lineup. Obviously, yeah. he's not. Is he is a, he even trusted as a no, closer? It's not. It doesn't even feel like that's that. not what it is though. It's a formation that's forced upon them. That's that's worth keeping him out of the team. So the the way that they're having to play. Um, in the in the back is forcing them to have to play dynamic midfielders and forwards that are that are that are basically moving and shifting positions up front, um, as opposed to Darwin, who can get back and can cover, but he's not he's not the same player as say a, a Jada or a Gakpo who can cover a lot of ground and and do do a lot of work. You uh, said Jada. Is that the same player as Jota? <laughs> I just want to make sure. That there's Come not on. someone playing? Come on, man. No, they're just different players. Are you not familiar with this other it's player? I'm not. It's Look, Di- well, Diogo Di- Jota. Diogo Teixeira da Silva, and there's no Jota in there if you look up his name. So I don't know. At this point, those guys have like eight names, dude. Those guys? Diogo what Jake. is wrong with you? Hey, uh, last question on our uh, last point of the... The Portuguese uh, and Brazilians have a million names. That's true. Uh, they only use one of them. <laughs> also, uh, returns in back-to-back matches. Uh, Mohamed Salah, uh, you may have heard of Who? him. Who? I knew you were going to say it. Guys. Uh, guys. That's good. I love you. Goals in back-to-back matches. Uh, but also, I would say two straight 
underwhelming performances. Travis. Weird, right? Am I seeing things, or does it look like he's a touch slower? Or maybe I should say less less energetic. Less quick is the way I would say it than he has. His quickness used to destroy people. At least so far this season. Like, just the number of times, even against, uh, like, in this match, where I'm like, he's trying to take someone on, and you think, like, oh, yeah, here it comes. And then someone stick the defender sticks a foot in and gets it. And you're yeah. like, what just happened? Something's going on. Uh, you're right. Uh, he definitely isn't um, isn't winning as many take ons as he as he has in the past. But I also think that he's not trying to push as much as he he has in the past. Also, um, one thing that was a a, a big uh, feature of this last last match was seeing Sobosly coming around the outside and around the corner in ways that Henderson used to. But Henderson didn't have the skill that Sobosly does. He didn't have that speed either. And Sobosly just just was just pounding down to the corner and then down the byline. He was your Uh, best player. By far. He was easily the man of the match. But I I have a feeling that there's something that they're working on where Salah isn't going for the byline the way that he has in the past to try and, you know, find his way to the corner of the six and hit that shot from the you know the the highlight reel that he has from making a couple of different teams look pretty ridiculous but yeah there's definitely something there but again i think that that the biggest thing that i'm taking away from liverpool is not necessarily the form of the players but the the tactics that are forcing players into positions that they're either not familiar with or um is not their best position so even even though they're on the field it doesn't mean that they're on the field to you know, play the position that they're comfortable with or, or going to score points in. So, uh, Joda is probably, I said it the way you want what, to What's his ownership, by the way? A number. Can I just, just guess? I, 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 I don't know. He's probably close to the 16 mark, too, I would imagine. Who, Joda? I have, I have it written down. So, oh, so I already have it on the, I already sake. have it on the, I already have it on the sheet. I like to All keep right. track of that All over right. the course of the season. He's but three point two, yeah, and it's mind blowing. Way low. So, like, I own him, and and it's a differential, and he scores for me this week. Yeah. Is there any reason why I should not I continue to own him? I don't think so. I, I would not probably move to Diaz. I, I I like the idea of moving to Diaz, but I probably wouldn't do it this week. Okay. Uh, just just to put a number on it for you, uh, in two games, I don't think I would have expected to see the number of successful dribbles, so take ons for Mo Salah at zero. Zero. Wow, what a stat there, bro. I to me, I, I'm just, I'm looking at it right now. I t- I was I I was expecting it to be maybe low. I was not expecting to see a zero there. So, I, not that that can't come up, but I just maybe yeah. There's just something. There's just it's something. And like Jota's a better poacher. Uh, Diaz, like I think even the match announcer said it in the in that game that. Uh, Luis Diaz might be the only one that was in their attack that was capable of scoring a goal like he scored. Yeah. So if Mo's not, and, and then on top of that, like the worst thing, you know, for me as someone who captained Mo Salah this week is watching a penalty get saved on a bad, bad taken penalty. Uh, yeah. Is it going to be Mac Allister's pens from now on? When he's back from suspension. Um, who knows? Well, they did appeal the red card, but. Uh, who knows? I could see Sobosly probably getting in there too. He's pretty good. Um, there's there's a good uh, there's a good uh, uh, clip of um, Sobosly and um, P- against PSG. He gets a he gets a penalty in Champions League, and uh, Neymar took the penalty before him, 
And so Silverstein comes up, he grabs the ball. Neymar's like trying to put him off. He's talking to him. He's talking to him. He's like, you, you, what are you, you, you going to make it? He goes, I always make it. He goes, you sure? He goes, of, of course I'm sure. And he looks at him and he winks. And Neymar is just like grinning and met, trying to mess with him. Neymar walks off and he just slams it home. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So he's a pretty confident penalty taker. This is not a League Un podcast. Um, I mean, that was Champions League. Okay, still, fair enough. All right, fair enough. Would you, if you have Mo Salah, would would are you getting rid of Mo Salah? First of all, are you or would you would you dump him? Would you sell him if you have him? I don't think so. I mean, we're we're talking a guy who scored a goal and has has returns on on week one, right? Like he's right. the third he's not, highest scoring not, midfielder. And hasn't looked his sharpest. It's not like he's sharpest. tanking. He just hasn't looked his sharpest. But even even if he's not at his sharpest, he's still he's still giving you strong returns. I mean, he's he's the highest scoring midfielder for what three years running or something like that. Yeah, and at some point that's got to run out. My yeah, point is, he has teammates. Is who look this good. is this running out? He has teammates who look better more. than him. Diaz and Jota both look better than him, and both a ton cheaper. And is Jota a a forward or a midfielder? He's a midfielder. Okay. Salah. And so is Diaz and Salah. They all are. Salah's not the third highest scoring midfielder. On his team. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. I was like, when you we said that. On like, his the third team. That's my point. I'm like, he's oh. the third highest scoring midfielder okay. on his team. Let me clarify. Diaz, Jota, or Jota, easily are scoring higher than him, and they look better. This they happened. Look they look more likely to score, Brian. Right? This, Is that this, fair? Yeah. This happened last season too, where it was it wasn't because Salah wasn't wasn't doing anything. Yeah. It's that he was being outperformed by by many players who were significantly cheaper than him. Yeah. That's right. that's the that is the only problem. My one Bournemouth blurb. How did he finish the season though? Points wise, he finished in the top five. Did any other Liverpool players finish in the top five? Yeah, Salah finished one. Well, that's what I'm basically saying. Is I know, but he's he cost, you lulls, can do so but, much more with money. Is is the point? Especially, yeah, but you got to you got to catch the dip, and it's and and what I'm saying is I don't see a dip really. It's fair. So other guys are spiking, which is fine, but I don't know that this is necessarily a dip for. Yeah, for that's Salah. true, Dave. By the end of last season, he was 27 points clear of Odegaard. Yeah, so he finished with he finishes. But I mean, he's the number one last season. He was six and a half dollars more. Yeah, and it's like, is that worth twenty seven? You know, over right. over an entire season, twenty seven sure. points. Were, there were definitely parts of the early part of last season where he was definitely not worth it, and we're yeah. starting out that same way now. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I think. Look, like next, you, know, you could play the recency bias game and just say, well, it could have been better in week one. Definitely could have been better in week two. Yeah. Now they play Newcastle away, which we just saw what happened, you know, when City played Newcastle, and that was City playing them at home. So now Liverpool have to go to, to St. James. And then, you know, after that, though. Sports Direct Arena. Look, game week four for Liverpool, home to Aston Villa. Come on. Tough. You let, no. It'll be tough. Why? Home to Aston Villa, that'll be tough. You Aston think Aston Villa is going to come in and, and walk on you guys? I don't know about walk on us, but it'll be a tough match. It'll be tough. It was a different Villa that showed up this week. It was. Then week no, five. Got, at Wolves. Got their number. Then they're home to West Ham. 
So the weeks after Newcastle, you're like, well. All three of those teams, though, so Aston Villa, Wolves, West Ham, all three of those teams have had it at one of the two weeks. They have been basically world beaters. The other the other week, they've been pretty much trash. Right. right. So which which of those so teams which one's going to show up? Yeah, it's the question. So I don't think I don't know that it's necessarily hey, appropriate. Also, to last say thing, because I, be I know we everybody likes to talk about Liverpool for most of the, <laughs> most of their time. Let's let's move on. Why did they start? Like, why are they spursing at the start of the game here? They were terrible to start with. It's a good and point. And it's just a weird thing after a week where you're like, wow, you got a one-one draw against a Chelsea team that's in the middle of like the most expensive rebuild in history, and then you you're like. Yes, now we, yeah, you know, the team we smashed 9 0 last year. We get to play them at Anfield. And the first team that scores, of course, is Dominic Solanke. I was going to say, this is the last only Bournemouth thing. Dom has had offensive returns in the last two matches, but I he's, think there's better people at that same he's price. He's comfortable point. at Anfield. It's, he's played there many times in a red jersey. But answer his question. I don't why, even know what your why question Why slow starts? It just seems like I I don't know. Okay. Is Honestly, this team messed up? Are they no, just permanent? Yes. This is a messed up, no, permanently no. messed up team. I'm telling you, this is a team that is that is t- in a tactical shift that is was supposed to be temporary because their personnel is not in place yet. This is a team that needs needs transfers in this window in order to be able to endo play, is the answer. You're to be, fine to be able to play the 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 tactics that they want to play. That said. They won this match, right? Yeah. They won this they match. They won comfortably, and, and it didn't end, look it close. Yeah. And I guess so. I guess my point is, I'm not. We, we don't need to go all bendy on this, and you know, just the the end is near. The end is not near. They're fine. It'll be okay. Should all you right. buy Salah right now? No. Should you keep him if you have him? Probably. Back to back returns, like you said, Dave, for Solanke. Uh, Goal and an assist. It's just uh, worth uh, another, mentioning. Another good stat on Solanke, by the way. This uh, I like. I love this kind of stuff. Uh, Dominic Solanke, seventeen touches in the opposition box in these first two weeks. Only Matoma and Sterling have more than him right now. Plus, I would just say for for Bournemouth, Spurs, Brentford, Chelsea, Brighton. That's your next four. Hey, why not? There's goals there. It, it's uh, pretty tough. And the other yeah. one, their goal scorer is uh, Semenyo. Uh, four point five striker. Dude, he looks like a freaking beast. Same thing. Goal and an assist. A guy who, again, another person who's returned in the first two weeks so far. Whether you're buying that or not, to me, he's four five. You know, fifteen minutes off the bench against West Ham in game week one, but he's playing and he's four five. Like, more than you can say about a lot of other Facts. four point five forwards. Good, good point. I've got a dead one on my team. Somebody who's nowhere near starting. Interesting. So, Interesting. Depending point. on what you want to do with your, how especially you if people sh- are wild carding, and some people might yeah, consider sure. wild carding. So then going to him at a four five, right? You're just trying to make yourself feel better about wild carding so early. I hey. at the moment have a minus twenty. I was going to say, and if I click save, then like that's what I was going to say. I got to I got to twenty. I could get to twenty four. Twenty four points of transfers, which to me that's wild. And I don't that know. Is, that's wild. And I don't know what to do about a player that we're going to talk about now. West Ham three, Chelsea one. Yeah, my guy Nico Jackson does not score, although looks good and looks so threatening. Dangerous. He's doing his best it's Darwin. So crazy. Is he Chelsea's Darwin? Is my question to you, Travis. Which, God bless. What does he have to do to score? You guys can just answer uh, that in this general question too. Okay. Uh, which are you buying more? Chelsea's now amazing fixture turn, or uh, Chelsea kind of sucks. 
So I really which, hope it's the latter. You hope that it's them I, sucking. I hope it's the latter. I'd rather sit on on Nico Jackson doing nothing and watch them toil than him just light it up. I'm surprised you have him, Dave, considering how much you hate them. I know, but I thought it was the right move. Look, I was wicked impressed. After two weeks, yeah. I'm, I think I'm going to pull the trigger and let him go. And I'm and I'm sure. Why? Now you the have to keep are him. Changing, Dave. Uh, he is Darwin to me, man. He's like Lute, I can't score. Luton, he is Timo Werner and Darwin at the moment. Luton, Nottingham Forest. Maybe I'm being unfair to, to <laughs> Darwin. Luton, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Villa, Fulham, Burnley. There's your next six Chelsea matchups. Are you really getting rid of their striker? Someone that Pochettino the only is only one they have. I was gonna say. They have no one else. Everyone has been talking about whether or not to bring him in, how to go from, like I've seen it, the pundit class of FPL screaming at into the universe to say, if you have Joao Pedro, if you have somebody that is a, a non-essential, if you have Ollie Watkins or whatever, if you have a non-essential second striker or third striker and you can get the money to go to Nicholas Terrence Johnson Jackson... Like you have to go do it, and I'm saying, is that serious? Like you, you're, you're really thinking about dumping him right now? His middle names are not Terrence and Johnson. It's Tito. It probably not. You know what? I mean, your case is valid, but like, I just get tired of having of watching guys do good things and then just produce nothing, and then there's plenty of guys out there producing. You think the pressure is too hot, too much on these guys? I think it was for Carcedo. Well, look, Caicedo comes in and has a nightmare. Uh, Chelsea fans are ready to resell Mudrick. No, what? Listen, in in, in what okay. what Chelsea needs to do, Enzo goes from being like the best player in the world in game week one against Liverpool to being fine or an uh, like you know. Eh. Well, he missed a penalty. Eh. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like this is like. So, uh, well, I would just say Chelsea or. Uh, Chelsea fans and everyone else need, need to give Chelsea a little bit of a break. They got they got a much younger no. squad. They've Aww. done a completely squad turnover, and then they got to give Pochettino a season or two. Pep didn't win anything in his first two seasons at City. Klopp didn't win anything in his first two seasons at Liverpool. Travis is saying he did win something. What he won something? The, Car- the Carling Cup yeah, doesn't count. Like All right, hey, fine. Hey. The one thing you haven't gotten to yet, though, is, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they got these guys for the next, you know, eight to ten years. For sure. They're locked in so to these contracts. give them time. At least it, a good four or five years, <laughs> and they'll settle in. Right. It'll be great. It's like it's I, like in football. You don't start your backup quarterback. You just get him prepared. You draft the rookie so that he can learn to be the, the starting QB's understudy. Understood. Uh, Dave. Pochettino like, himself says, I don't think the problem is that we need another striker. The chances that we created, we need to be more clinical. I can, he, I can, he's, he's Obama talking when he thumb. says that. Yeah. We need to be more clinical. I, 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 he's right. Absolutely. So, but I just think like, but where's it going to come from? People, people, I, and I hate to Nico defend Jackson. Chelsea in anything, but people are like, well, he spent all his money. They should be able to win games because if you spend money, you can win games. And I'm just like, man, just cut him a little slack. Like, I, I, I'm just saying, what's reasonable? They said the same. <laughs> 
to, to Arteta after the first three games when they when they go, you know, Brentford, Chelsea, City, and Arsenal lose all three. They're at the bottom of the table. And, you know, it's just sometimes it's crap luck. Sometimes you just got to give the manager some time to, to, to do his magic. And Pochettino is no moron. So Nicholas Jackson, stick with him. Uh, ben Chilwell looked fantastic again. I, I, I thought so. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm keeping chills. Well, that's the most hilarious FPL thing ever for him to be easily the most obvious transfer of the game week, uh, for defenders at least, uh, one of the top transfers for the week. And then not only for them to concede, but for the, for him also to get subbed at 60 minutes. Yeah. Confer- okay, converting to that. a flat good. back four does not seem like a good enough reason to substitute Ben Chilwell uh, at 60 minutes. I'm not really sure hey, when what you're the thinking is there. Um, the other two things uh, for me in here, can I, talk, can I give you the, the Oh, guys for these? sure. Um, sure. Well, the, I think the huge one was that where was Malo Gusto going to play, whether or not he was going to start in place of Reese James. You got the answer to that, and he did he start. Right, yeah. He played, I'd say, well, all things considered. Yeah. You have to at least consider it, considering he's four four dollars. How can there's you a, I know there's a, there's several people that have him now already. Not yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Uh Philip Novak, if you want to follow him on, on Twitter, he's done some pretty good uh, breakdowns of some things. At 11 Philip Novak, that's Philip, F-I-L-I-P, Philip. Um, small sample size, uh, but even though Chilwell is the more advanced attacking defender for them, uh, he plotted the average pitch position, the action position for defenders so far in the Premier League. Uh, Gusto's average on-pitch Action position was similar to Purvis Estupinian's wow. uh, in the match okay. that he played here. So, uh, the way the way Novak himself says it, uh, advanced enough to cause a havoc if he keeps playing, which it seems like he should and will keep playing. Um, obviously, you're not James ex- is healthy. You're not expecting Estupinian, I don't think. But again, he's four zero and likely starting for. You would expect a team that has the capability of turning it around big time against some um, not great opponents here coming up. Last thing is that I feel like I'm crazy for Raheem Sterling, and he was probably the he looked so good in this game, and he won the penalty that Enzo missed. I wouldn't be. I mean, he can take them. He's not great at them, he but won't. he can. He won't. Probably won't, but... He's pretty notorious for not wanting to. As I said earlier, uh, 20 touches in the box for Raheem Sterling in two games, tied with Matoma. So, I think the question... There's, you know, there's no one to pass to. That's There's uh, no one to pass to. He gets there, he gets stuck, and there's nowhere for... Or he'll go across the goal mouth, and it'll go all the way yeah. through. And he's not shooting either, yeah. which is another problem. He's only taken one shot so far, so... LOL at that. However, uh, look, they can put it together here. They can. We said a week ago, it feels like there's goals just, in the team. There's six transfers away from like having <laughs> a real team here. Yeah. Villa four, Everton zero. Everton's a great team. We Everton should all be buying seems Everton to be a dumpster assets. fire. John McGinn, Brian, 
My favorite moment of the weekend. Okay, that's not true. Diaz's goal. It was pretty I good. I love Diaz's goal. Yeah. Second favorite moment of the weekend. Did either one of you see it? Because both of you should know, at least Brian should know what I'm about to say. John McGinn scores, Brian. Mm-hmm. And you know what he did? No. Ode to his. He did the glasses. He did Ashley Barnes. He did the Ashley Barnes. And I can't no, even rotate. The, the, uh, the finger mask. He did the Ashley a, Barnes finger mask. And a, I, I giggled. Shelby does it too. I like that. Oh my God. <laughs> one, one of those. I can't get my hands around. It looks um, like someone trying to poke themselves in the eyes with the back <laughs> with the backs of their knuckles. Do it. Uh Leon Bailey Brian shows back up. Come on, you're the not. curse of Neil Leon Bailey. A goal it. and an assist. Yeah, you can't do it. Brian, he's inevitable. What are you gonna do? And by the way, we never talked about James Ward Prowse. He scored for uh, West Ham against yes. Chelsea. So he did. And he had an assist. Because you, what, Dude, after I had already said earlier in the, in the, in the hour. Do you want to go back to West Ham before we. No, we're, we're, we're so James close. Bye, just, bye, bye. It was just James Ward-Prowse. Would you, oh, would bye, you bye, buy bye. him? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would buy him. If what? I was wildcarding right now, I'd, I would think about it. I would legitimately think about it. He looked that he's good like, to you. Was, isn't he like 6-0 or something? He's, he's kind of expensive. If only there was a way. He's expensive. He's more he's expensive, than he, he's he's more expensive than he should be. But I, I would. I would bank on him at this point. He played so yeah, well. Yeah, but would you rather own him or Sully March or Matoma? But I already own one of those. Yeah, one. You don't. Okay, fair enough. But would you? If I was if I was on a wild card and I was diversifying, which is something I like to do, not to put too many eggs in one basket, I'd buy him for sure. All right. Uh, what were we talking about? It wasn't him. It was something else. It was Goggles. It was boy. John McGinn. It was Leon Bailey. Leon, Leon Bailey, Bailey is inevitable. And the same hour you sent back to me after James Ward-Prowse right. was doing his thing, you said James Ward-Prowse is inevitable. I'm like, oh, my he gosh, is. this is amazing. He so, is. Leon Bailey, Brian, what are you going to do? He, he's only Absolutely useful because not. of Diaby, though, right? Like, Diaby is the one making everything happen. Diaby is, is Leon is Bailey, player. man of the match for Villa, yeah, Brian. Leon Bailey, I mean, it was all bad in game week one, so I guess you kind of throw that out. Leon Bailey gets you a one if you had him in, against Newcastle because he only played 45 minutes. And, yeah, like the, the hype on him last summer was so insane, and he has moments where he looks amazing, and he's he's done this before, so I don't know. Look, I, how can you say that anybody's a bad choice? I just don't – I can't imagine any scenario on my team where – Leon Bailey is in it. Okay, Travis, you feel the same way? Probably. Did, I'd be I'd buy Diaby before I buy Bailey. Did Did Ollie Watkins do enough to make you guys want to bring him in? To continue our guess, who gave you returns in back to back games? Ollie Watkins, back to back assists. He is doing his best, Christian Benteke, and being the assist guy. Very boringly, back to back assists uh, for sure off of penalty kicks, as we know now, um, with Douglas Louise taking the one in this game for them. Uh, hard to recommend going to Ollie Watkins with all the other options that are less than him, unless you really like Ollie Watkins in this schedule. Burnley, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Brighton. It's fine because I think yeah. that Villa is very good. I agree. I think they're. I think we all agree they are not. No, they are not nearly as bad as they showed in the final score of the match against Newcastle. But it's certainly not. Uh, as good as it they are, or the final score was against Everton. 
Um, Everton's just that bad. Uh, Everton's not is that, that good. Bad. But Aston Villa is a good team, and I, and I think they they are going to find goals against bigger teams that they're not supposed to beat. And I guess the, it doesn't really matter if they win, so long as their players are scoring, right? I mean, that's really what matters. Um, I can only I can only do this based on what I have written down on a Word document from weeks and weeks ago. We didn't talk about it uh, last week, but somebody that I definitely did want to talk about before. Especially after the Alex Moreno like rehab has come along slowly, more slowly is uh, Luca Dean. In a segment I wanted to call uh, weeks and weeks ago, Luca Dean. Why not? Um, why not Luca Dean? Uh, other than that, he's a, a lunatic and can't seem to get out of his own way. Sometimes uh, one of your best players defensively this week, uh, assist at least two bonus points. I think he got two bonus points. Uh, Maybe a yellow card, but still one of your top scorers. Just 4.5. And something that I thought, you know, while Alex Moreno, I think that Alex Moreno was not, like, when he's back and they put him back in the team, to me, I, like, I, I feel like I would have started with him had he been fit. But he's not fit. And he's still, you know, it's going to be a while. And I think you got, like, the best of Luca Dean. Gets an assist, like I said, in this game. And, and the schedule is useful. To me, at four five, like anybody who's four five, like he's a benchable asset in the in I guess the the worse matchups. Does that sound crazy? Does Luca Dean sound crazy? It feels yes. like it's been, yeah. yes, it I don't think it's been crazy. I just I get it. No, but the, but the stats five. are what they are. It's and justifiable, I but at the same time, it's just not realistic. Arsenal. One Palace zero final match week of the weekend today on Monday night. Odegaard takes a penalty, scores it, mm-hmm. and Still, nothing else happens. Gabriel doesn't start. Remember, he had started like seventy three straight Don't games. Worry, he's until getting on last the field week. for all the people that did have him and did play. The worst thing when you have a defender is that he sub in when when your defender doesn't start, so you can't get clean sheet points, and then he subs in. That is absolutely the worst. Gabriel subs in again, and Arsenal grind out a gritty win against a, a Palace team that played played pretty well. You guys have any takeaways other than Odegaard's taking the pen? I mean, there's, I don't think any anyone's opinions about players are probably going to change much here. Just that, Dave, the, all the questions are for you. Arteta, uh, post-match per football.london, Arsenal writer uh, Kaya Kanak. Arteta, on whether or not Odegaard is now the penalty taker, Arteta's quote exactly, I was surprised like everyone else, says yep. that it was an on-pitch player decision. Saka's definitely not off pens, but he's definitely not always on them. So now what, Dave? So either Arteta got behind closed doors and said, don't do that again. But I just feel like, dude, he's a details guy. I posted this in Slack. I know he said that. I just have a hard time believing it. I have a hard time believing that they just decided on the fly to just go above and beyond whatever the general says. The game was tight. They needed a goal. They went for something. Yeah, that's not the that's you don't call it audible at that moment. Can you imagine the the repercussions if that doesn't go? And I just don't think it it, it just, you know, this is not an NFL podcast, but uh, 
the guys in Belichick's system follow Belichick's rules, whether they're right or wrong. And Pep, Arteta, Klopp, I just feel like guys follow, they, they do whatever they're asked to do, and you don't deviate from, from that because they go over the details so much. I'm sh- I would be truly shocked if Arteta truly didn't know anything about that. Johnston was caught off guard. Travis, I think, or or did you say something about that? Or yeah, or maybe was it was an announcer. Oh yeah, he's looking over the sidelines like what? Like he's trying to get signals from the, right. side, from the sidelines. He had no idea that he might be facing Odegaard in a. And Saka did the whole fake him out thing too. He picked up the ball, went and set it down. Then Odegaard goes up to kick it, and so. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah. I tell you what, as an Odegaard owner, and there aren't many of Odegaard owners out there, I'm, I was loving it because then he got all three bonus points too. You have Saka and Odegaard. And Saliba. Yep. Okay. Wow. And Saliba got two bonus points in the clean sheet. Odegaard. Uh, no wonder you had a good score this week. I did. Jeez. I end up end up having a, having a good good week. And uh, that's good as my brother. Brother Matt is actually first in the mini league at the moment because he had like a 73 today. It's a huge score. That's <laughs> massive. Yeah. yeah. He's never been in first place. So, Travis, hopefully someone will knock him off the perch. It won't be me. This next week. As in everything in life, bang average <laughs> for um, me. Dave, so are you advocating doing what you already have done? Having Sokka and Odegaard, are you does Sokka's value diminish to you? This to me, I just I, I can't say enough about how this game was weird. No, he's still the best player on the pitch, wasn't he? Sokka? He he's still he's still <laughs> really he? he's still he's still really good. Obviously, uh, he's he's tied a record today, tied Paul Merson for the most consecutive starts for an Arsenal player in a first team match, and he's like what twenty one. So, okay, he's not – he's going to continue to be out there. And so – and Arsenal's schedule is fantastic, and he's an awesome player. So, no, I would – I'm not going to sell Saka. He got me points first week. He doesn't this week. And, you know, and they're they're playing a Fulham – they're home to Fulham next week, and Tim Ream's not going to be in their defense. Well, I mean, that's so. what, I guess that's my question is, so, like, if you're – like, are you trying to – Find a way of like, are you, say okay, just compare him to the Manchester right, United so if guys. I don't, cause that's the obvious because that's the, like you've already said. That's the that's the biggest concern for everybody is Rashford and Bruno Fernandez havers. Are you are you moving one of them in what I feel like is one of the most luxury transfers you can possibly make? Are you moving Bruno Fernandez or Marcus Rashford straight swap for Martin Odegaard? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. If I had one of them, I would go straight to Odegaard. Yeah. Home Fulham. Yeah. Odegaard's captain. He never comes off the pitch. And now you may have penalties for him. He did today. I say I that today, think, but today today was again though. Arsenal had like eight defenders in the at the end of that match yeah. in, the, in the game. So it was it was let's just hold on to the saddle to this bucking Bronco and Name Roy Hodgson and just let's just try to get out of here with a win. That that's what that Palace and Arsenal game turned into today. It was so weird. The multiple things, and we don't need to go into them all, but a lot of weird things happen. Here at the end of the pod, I want to mention we have our first official mojo table, Brian. Nice. Release for the season. 
League Ben threw it together for us, and I wanted to go over it uh, quickly. All right. Starting at the top, this will not surprise you, although it surprised me a little bit because I don't think they earned it, Manchester City. Manchester City in the number one spot, and uh, Brighton, which I would probably put there, in the number two spot. Brighton in the number two. Brighton, Brighton number two, City number one. I just like City was fine against Newcastle. They were not outstanding, but they were fine, and so that's just just my opinion. Uh, Brentford at three. Is it? Can anyone argue with that? I mean, it is good Brentford mojo. I mean, I'm considering wild carding in three Brentford players. Newcastle number four. Even though they they took one on the head, they still look good against City. Is that fair? Yeah, they have. Yeah. They I think they the did big, the big boys, and they proved it. Arsenal, I would put ahead of Newcastle. They they you won both would. both their matches. Did they look great in the match today against Palace? No, Palace came to play, and Arsenal barely held on. But I would still put Arsenal ahead of Newcastle. Spurs, Brian, number I six. Say, I I could make an argument that they could be above Newcastle. I agree with that, and that you could argue as much as I don't want to that. Uh, that you could put them ahead of uh, ahead of Arsenal. West Ham seven. Talk about a gritty win against Chelsea this weekend. Three one, obviously. Do you think that's too high for West Ham? It's high, but it's one of those teams that, like, I was I was thinking even like watching it, like they're never going to be out of it because they know exactly what they're doing. They know everything about who they are. The players have been so consistent there. Yeah. Like, everybody that's starting, it's all names that you know and that you've seen for a long time. And then they add James Ward-Prowse to the midfield. Mm. Like well, They lost Rice, but, but James, James Ward-Prowse no, gives but, you something no, that Rice just, never gave you in a set-piece threat all you the have, time. Uh, you have Pakita with the, with the nonsense diving that's always going to get in people's, make people hey, b- he, bother he people. He started to turn into a little bit of a villain. Yeah, of course. No, I don't mean Aston Villa villains. All right. Um, I'm just saying they have all the. I'm saying they have a lot of the pieces, the things that you want. Just the consistency. They didn't fire David Moyes. Like they know. I yeah. just To me, they just feel like, like they're it. they're they're always going to be. They're going to be a pain of a team to play every well, time. I last spot that's like tickled pink right before the neutral. Nottingham Forest. Okay. Well, yeah, that was a big, that was a good right? win for sure. That was a really big win for them. I feel like that's probably fair. Yeah. All right, and and there's four teams in the neutral area: Liverpool, Palace, Villa, Fulham. <laughs> that's Palace is hard done by today. They really were. I, the rest I, of... I thought Palace was was really good today. They and they're playing without Elise. Elise yeah, signed better. Oh, man, I can't so oh, when Elise yeah. steps steps out in the pitch for them, like he's going to make them. A lot, a lot better. Liverpool, Ben is always a little bit more critical in Liverpool as he is a Liverpool fan, has them. It's just like, eh. But, I mean, they're kind of coming off. That's kind of how they are, though. Uh, Four points in your first two. I think you both are hard on them. A little hard on them. All right. Uh, Next group is Bournemouth, Manchester United, Sheffield United, and Luton. And that is the bruised ego category. That's 13 through 16. I am 100% behind Manchester United that's, being that far down. That's and low. But well, I, I, the, the I, I Mason, agree. Well, just the Mason Greenwood stuff is. Oh, boy. Is, well, I mean, it, it, at least they, drew, they knew where to draw the line. 
Yeah, but because they changed their mind. I was going to say it's it's how they got there. I think that's really bothering everybody because it it took public pressure for them to send them out the door. It's just not regardless if the charges are dropped. Yeah, they weren't dropped. They weren't dropped. They weren't. Yeah, that's that's correct. They were dropped. Okay. Yeah. Point being, that's a that's a that's a behind the scenes Mm. thing that's bad, and plus the fans are still mad about ownership or whatever. So I mean, that to me is a that is true. Feeling rough spot. Blue, the last. Four spots, the last category in the Mojo table. Chelsea feeling blue. Oh, yeah. Burnley, Wolves, and then the other blues, Everton. Everton, Aptly named column or bottom section, Chelsea, Burnley, Wolves, Everton. Uh, Oh, oh boy. I don't know. I don't, I mean, Burnley, I don't. We only saw Burnley for one week. I, Burnley was spirited. Agreed. But obviously outclassed. For sure. And then I, you don't get to see him the second week. Because yeah, yeah. I'm really interested to see how I am me, I would I might throw Burnley. I know that's a bad it's bad one week, but maybe throw them up there and put Man United down there. I because they're in categories right next to I each could other. Think about it. And I would think if you're Manchester United, you don't you probably hate the way you got the win against Nottingham uh you don't like the way you got the win against Wolves and then you really don't like blanking against Spurs. So to me, they you could easily put them further down. All right. Last thing, and then we're gonna shut this thing down. Add sell captain Travis, you go first. Who who are you uh, adding? Who are you selling? Who are you captaining? Emblemo. I'm adding is a must add. I did not have him okay. and I have to add him, so I did. Uh selling sorry Brian, but Tottenham assets right now. I know their schedule is great. Okay. But I, they're, t- they're like the only two Tottenham assets that have say been out there. Say it to there my shirt. Don't say it to my face. Sun at nine and Richarlison at seven. That's too expensive. There's far too many other midfielders performing right now. So bye. Okay. Uh, and captaining. Who are you captaining this uh, next week? It's still Holland. Holland. It's got to okay. be Holland. Okay. They're at Sheffield. Brian, add sell captain. Huge debate whether or not to sell Salah. I'm really torn because uh, either that is big. Either I sell captain him, him, captain him last week, and sell him the next week. Wow. You are so brave. I wow. feel like what I'm saying is I feel like I'm either at a roll my transfer to game week four or take a hit, and I'm I'm not sure which way to go with it, honestly. But it would be to sell Salah to bring in and to kind of to maximize. Why wouldn't you wait for a wild card to do that so you can make more better use of all that money? That's my problem. Because it's either, but I just, to me, uh, I I hate, like, I think the pressure of price rises and falls is, yeah. is, is getting to me a little bit. And what's weird is th- because Salah is the guy who's going out, money's not the problem. So that's the thing that for me, I'm like, I hate the... I hate that that's like still a consideration, but then I'm seeing like you know just see the number of the number of players and the quality of players whose price has gone up. Yeah, I'm a little I I'm feeling a little bit of that pressure, but also like look what happened. How many people went early or or took a hit or like that was a suggestion for people to go to James Madison going into this week. If you went for Madison, you're gonna sweat until you hear a. a Pre Bournemouth match press conference to find out the fitness status of James Madison. So, like, it's like I don't know how else to say. I feel like we could say it forever. Like, how you make early transfers and jump on things before you get to 
trainings and midweek stuff. I don't know how. Like I, I hate it. I wish people wouldn't do it, but everyone's going to. I, so. I moved on to Embuemo so that uh, at at six six so that I wouldn't. Who'd you sell to bring in Embuemo? Richarlison. Okay, so you had Richarlison. Okay, so that's yeah, that to me is an easy move. My, I. So you you might sell Salah, well, and, like, and you would bring in who? Well, Who's a must bring well, in? Well, so that's why I'm looking at the players who are there, and I, 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 I'm saying I'm my big temptation is to just go all out kind of Manchester City attack. If I if I drop Mares and Mares Foden on Mares, no to Alvarez, <laughs> no Foden and Foden. Would you Julian rather Alvarez have Alvarez or Nico Jackson? I right now I I, I know what my answer is. What's your, I trust what's your Alvarez. I, I think trust Alvarez. Jul- again. I don't know how else to say. I want the best attackers from the best attacking team, and the best attacking team still far and away, Manchester City. So that's the thing that's really hard about these guys. Not just not just proven points, like great schedule, and and then you know we like we said the. Injuries are kind of, injuries, and the way that they're playing right now, the style is kind of dictating the guys who are who are in there. So, anyway, I'm really torn, Dave. I wanted to, the last Arsenal thing was I was going to say, I think the biggest decision, I think it's a forward decision, and kind of how to maximize yep. for, the, the a second or third forward if you can Eddie do and Kenny. You got Julian Alvarez. You have Isak because I think that's now like the attacking things for Newcastle are are really good again. You're not worried about, like, not, to Travis's point, they played Liverpool this week. Wissa and Nicholas Jackson and Dave, I would say, what about Enkedia? Well, Brian, in the same, so in the what, same game, of who scored in back-to-back weeks? Eddie Enkedia, five and an eight? Right. And so, he should have had... Was kind of, you know, he hit a the goal back. today. He should have had two goals today. Two big chances for Eddie and Kedia today. And he's he was, five and he a was a little unlucky. He looked really good. Did he look good or is he just is he just a little bit sloppy and just not quite a good finisher? Because that to me is the thing with him. Like it feels like great. He's not that expensive, but there's absolutely no chance when Gabriel Jesus is fit. He's not stealing anybody's spot. Like Enkedi is a nice luxury to have, but this to me feels like why yeah. he's the second choice guy. But until Jesus comes back, which as of right now isn't until at least the second week after the the international break, he's the only show in town until you get Fulham and Manchester United. Basically, is what you get Eddie Enkedi guaranteed, and then probably also Everton. Definitely the next three matches for Enkedia. Those are good. Those are good matchups. So why not Enkedia? I agree. He's a, he's a, he's a five five. It's it's just would you rather have him over those next three matches or Vissa, who's got three great matches? Uh, the easy and the the I think the big like transfer dilemma for forwards. I mean, Joel Pedro, hottest commodity in in forward lineups, going after week one because he scores a penalty, benched in game week two. Uh, late, uh, substitute on in the second half and gets a yellow card, finishes with zero. When I saw that Pedro had a zero, I thought, oh, great, he blanked. I'm getting my first bench spot, and it's not. He played 30 minutes and got a yellow card. So Brutal. If you, have, if you have one transfer and you have Joel Pedro, are you doing the straight swap Joel Pedro to Eddie and Kedia? 
that's not horrible. I, I like, yes, I like that better, especially because of guaranteed playing time at the moment. But I think Vissa is the the top striker. He's, at. That's the, he's 0.5. If you're not going to go Alvarez. No, he's by, by Alvarez is buying power, he's he's 0.6 more than okay. Pedro because Pedro went it's up five, a tenth, okay. but he did not go up two tenths. Got you. So and okay. he's probably going to drop before the game week starts again. Yep. So anyway, so all right. So in your, are you captaining Holland? Yeah, I don't know how you won't. Okay. Uh, my ad is either Embuemo, March, or Matoma. In my opinion, if you don't have one of those three, you need to get them. Okay. Their schedules are great. They're low cost, and so you should. Anyone can get to them, um, and especially like some of the, some of their ownerships lower than you think. Um, I went to March, and then I might be going Matoma if I wild card. I mean, in Waymo if I wild card. Uh, so that was my ad. My my sell was uh, Rashford. I sold Rashford as soon as possible. I already said even if he does something against Forest, I think it's fool's gold. Man- Manchester United has looked horrible. They might need an international break to reset. And I just think even if he gives you a return against a uh, Forest against it's fool's gold. Uh, and then I'm captaining Holland. So. That's um, I would tell Bruno or Rashford. I mean, it's it's sort of chalk there, but I mean, at this point, it is what it is. I Brian have a team that currently I might be sitting on a minus twenty four, and it might actually be a minus twenty eight, and I'm considering wild carding. Push save. Take your negative twenty eight. I'm thinking worth it. it. When did you wild card last season? Early. Uh, the The first wild card always happens early for me. And then, and then when my, did you wild card last first in the first half of last season? It was really early. I'm I felt sure. like it was early also, and it. Didn't. I just never know. At least early in the season, I never see the benefit of holding it. The closer you get to like Christmas, because the closer you get, the less change. I mean, the less you're going to be able to benefit. At least yeah, if you do it now, fixture pile Every up, week so. you see things that you think you do differently across big swaths of your team mm-hmm. and to me i just i feel like i'm at that point already and i'm not doing bad right so that's the thing i'm looking right. at it now and i'm like yeah i can easily there are at least five spots on my team that i can that i could change around and feel good about mm. my issue is what formation do you do because i think you look at the value of the midfielders this yeah. is something we already talked about. Three, five, two. Yeah. How can you not play five midfielders the way that look at the quality of the midfielders? We didn't even talk about Eze. Eze, probably the unluckiest guy, one of the unluckiest guys over the first two game weeks. I love him. He's in my team. I'm not getting rid of him. He should have gotten something today. He did not. I like to me, it's one of those guys that now his price is like at the threat of dropping because Everyone's looking at the returns from everybody else. And I'm like, hey, they're about to go on a three-match run here against Sheffield, Wolves, and Aston Villa. So I'm like, Eze's the guy for them. Why is everyone getting rid of him now? Like, He should have gotten at least an assist in week one. He gets uh, what I would say, you think you can find angles for sure. Clear penalty today. So, yeah. Like I just to me it's a it's it's like the worst kind of FPL luck, especially when you look at Brian and Buemo, who was the same price and is not anymore, who's outscored him by thirty points or whatever it is. So it's like yeah, two weeks thirty points. Right. So that's why I'm saying it's like this really difficult 
it's it's like it's difficult to look at that and not see like there's f- at least seven or eight midfielders who you're like I can make a case for for those guys, but then you look and you're like well now Holland and so your forwards like why would you have three playable forwards? You know what I mean? If you're gonna play five extremely good midfielders, it just feels like there's gonna be some imbalance or you're always gonna be benching somebody that's like How a many people wish player. they would have had a good sub to come in this week? I think a lot of people probably wish they'd have a sub to come in. I I'm just gonna field I used to not do that. And now I'm like, I'm just going to field almost every spot except in my, if I'm going to be weak, be weak in my, in my third striker spot. But I, I think I'm, when I wild card, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out there a player in every starting position. A lot of podcasts will say that's stupid. You're wasting money, but I don't own Salah. So there's, that's what I was going to say, the, and I'll own Trent. So like the, the money's free and flowing and you, I don't have an issue. You don't need to have Trent. Easily the most expensive defender. You don't. You haven't needed to have Kieran Trippier, who's the second most expensive right. defender. You Salah. You easily could have gotten by without Salah in the first two weeks. Yes. Easily the most expensive midfielder. There's a six dollar difference between Holland and the second most expensive forward. Like when has that ever happened? That the second most expensive forward is eight. You know what I mean? Like. It hasn't because Kane has been such a, a standard in the league for so yeah. long. If not the most expensive, then like the second most expensive. So like money has now is like back to being no issue like again. It, was it last has year. way more to do about like yeah. how are you managing the selections? How are you maximizing what's available to you? It's just yeah. like it's. I feel like we've gotten really annoying again, really fast this season. <laughs> but whatever. All right. Anyway. Awesome. Gentlemen, we made it to the end of the pod. Founders Brewery sponsoring the pod tonight. Um, thank Grand you. Rapids. No, Grand thank Rapids, you, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, that. Yeah. Hey, wow. Michigan's got some seriously good. They do. They've yeah. got some seriously good brews. No, they don't have anything else. Up, well, their, their summers are nice. They got Bells. Bells they is got Great Lakes. Uh, I'm not familiar some, with Great they Lakes. They got some nice. They got some. I nice mean, stuff. I know about the Great Lakes, but not like the Great beverage Lakes Great Lakes. Yeah. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.